Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast, hosted by Shalinda Kirby, a cervical cancer survivor, and Natalie Supes, a Crohn's warrior since 2007. Our goal is to give you proof that it's not only possible to be sick and successful, but it's possible for you. Dream big and tune in. You can also follow us on Instagram at sickandsuccessful underscore. Here are your hosts. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Today we have an awesome special guest. Her name is Josira Santiago Hines. I met her at Pays to be Brave, I'm pretty sure last year. And I was on her wonderful podcast, which is called She Hustles. You guys should check that one out. Josira is a wife, a registered nurse, a Reiki healer. She's a podcaster, like I said, personal trainer, fitness instructor, nutrition coach, author, <laughs> cannabis consultant, speaker, and social media influencer. She's going to tell us more about where she was and all that kind of stuff through our speed round. But she did obtain her nursing bachelor's from Newman University in 2010 and pursued a graduate degree from LaSalle University for studies in anesthesia. I can't wait to jam about that. And in 2014, her love and passion for fitness, nutrition, and women's empowerment really grew through social media. 2016, she decided to become her own boss, eliminated 72K of her student loan debt, and started to help women look good, naked, and manage their anxiety and depression naturally as the founder and CEO of Love Fit LLC. Today, Josira lives a life by design, leading women to do the same. Welcome, welcome, girl. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for having us all the way over in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, that's super yes. cool that you're calling in from. Where are you from? I am in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Ah, very Crazy. cool. I don't even know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it's in the States, but like I can't picture right. it as soon as you, you say You can't it. just like look at a map of the U.S. and be like, boom, that's where it is. Yeah, the U.S. Um, is huge. I'm close to New York, if you know New York City. Oh, cool. <laughs> All right. So with our podcast, we always start with a speed round. We got three questions. So the first one you kind of answered, but it's where are you from? And also, what do you do professionally? So I am from Philadelphia, which we say Philly, where the cheesesteaks are created. Mm. Um, I <laughs> They're so yummy if you ever come here. <laughs> um, so I, well, I am a registered nurse, but I actually left nursing about four years ago to become my own entrepreneur. So I currently help women uh, feel good, look good through online challenges and help them lose weight or, or gain weight, gain muscle. And I also do help uh, people with anxiety. That's so awesome. I can't wait to talk a little bit more about that and dive into that more and how you left and everything. The next question is, what is your sickness? What are you sick with? I have anxiety and depression. Yeah, this is a big one. During polling our listeners, we realize a lot of people want to really hear about depression, mental health, anxiety. And honestly, when I first thought about it, I was like, is that like a chronic illness? Is that a sickness? But totally it is. Obviously, the more exploring it, that's why I think you're such a perfect guest for this podcast because so many people struggle with it and don't talk about it. And it's, I think it's something we really need to bring a voice to. Thank you. Yeah, that's exactly why I started to open up, you know, a few years ago because of the stigma and just people being afraid. But it's so important to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's one thing you do every day that makes you successful? Meditate. <laughs> so with meditation, uh, is that something that you do self-guided? Do you uh, have somebody that you go to to guide you through that? Like kind of give us an idea of what meditation means to you. 
Meditation is super important for my mental illness because with anxiety and depression, there's always a lot of negative thoughts in my head. So meditation is what calms me down. But what I really love, um, I, I really love guided meditation. So my favorite podcasts are actually meditation minis. Um, and another one is called Women, a woman meditation. And there's so many topics on there, whether, you know, you're having maybe a bad day, you're not feeling confident, then you'll find a meditation with confidence. So these, these guided meditations help me through my struggles that I have every single day to control my anxiety and be able to show up for my clients every single day. So I've always been fascinated about meditation because I seem to have such a hard time um, with it because I've downloaded apps and, you know, I try to get myself in a space where it's quiet and I'm trying to listen to the guided, you know, intentions and stuff like that. But I, I have a very hard time. Uh, like quieting my brain down to really listen and and fall into that meditation. Do you have any advice for somebody who maybe struggles with getting used to meditating when they've never really kind of experienced that before? I love this question because I was exactly the same. Like I had issues with being able to relax and really control my thoughts. And I actually stopped meditating because I felt like I was like, this is not for me. I can't like my brain doesn't shut off until I made a goal one year. And it was probably like two years ago. And I was like, you know what? I need to meditate because someone keeps telling me like so many people with anxiety were like, you have to meditate. You have to meditate. And I talked to a yoga teacher and she told me she was like, you know, meditation and yoga, it's all a practice. You have to get better. And the only way that you could get better is by doing it consistently. And she was like, just like how you work out your body every single day to build the muscle and lose weight, that doesn't take a day to, you know, get better. And that's my advice is that it's it's a practice. So you're not going to be perfect. But as long as you commit, at least, you know, I like to do it five times um five times throughout the week and I've improved and now I can shut my brain off, but you can't expect one meditation to improve, you know, the, the chaos in your brain. That's so true because I'm not going to lie. I was like going through a situation where I had just found out that I had cancer and I was trying all these different ways to cope with the depression that I was dealing with at that time. And one of the things that was suggested to me was, you know, a guided app for meditation. And um, I figured like, okay, I downloaded it. I did it once. I should be cured of depression. Like I did it one time. We're good to go. Like, no, it is something like, you know, they say like it takes what 30 days to build a habit or to break a habit. Yeah. 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 And so it's kind of like that with meditation. Like you're right. You need to be consistent, like set a time and a date with yourself to uh, to allow yourself to do that meditation. Otherwise, you know, you're not going to feel the effects unless you're consistent with it. Uh, something that really helps me or helped me was breathwork. And I know you've both done it with me, but mm-hmm. for our listeners, breathwork is essentially you're doing a specific breathwork pattern to music uh, with a specific intention. And it, and it gets deeper than that. But there is a breathwork app now called Pause Breathwork. Okay. And um, you guys can use code for the health and get a discount. We'll put the link in the show notes when this podcast is out. But it is, there's different lengths on there. So there's like a five-minute one if you're stressed or there's a 10-minute one and it helps you build up. 
And the difference between breath work and just straight sitting down to meditate is breath work gives you something to do. So it sounds like, and there's also different uh, types of breath work patterns, but essentially you're doing that. So anytime your mind starts to wander, you bring it back to the breath and it has so many different other benefits and things like that. I know you guys both love it. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, so let's get into the nitty-gritty. What happened four years ago that made you leave nursing and and start your own career? So let's start with actually, um, when I started nursing, I was like, this is this is it, this is my career, this is something that I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. And then my first year, I, I was in medical surgical, and I would say like three months in, I was already burnt out, and I was already mm-hmm. sitting in front of a computer trying to find a different position just to find my happiness. So I was just super stressed out very early in. And then um, about, I would say, three years um, being, I felt stuck actually in med surge. I was trying to find a position, you know, basically every single day that I have a second after taking care of my patients, I was trying to find, you know, something, something that was going to make me happy. And um, I started to, you know, gain weight through that process as well. And my anxiety started to get worse trying to just, you know, continue to, you know, find something that I, I wanted. And um, I finally found this, you know, network marketing uh, business that was, um, I actually didn't at first knew it was a network marketing business. I just started to do this program called Insanity. And I found my happiness again, like I started to lose weight, and I started to feel confident in myself. And that's when I kind of like got into my brain that I was like, I don't think nursing is for me. I think I want to be able to help people lose weight and stay out of the hospital versus caring for the sick. And that was the, that was like the, the breaking point with me was, you know, finding my confidence again and being able to love my body again. And that was that, that hit that I needed to be like, you know what, nursing is not for me. And it was my anxiety that, I, I had to leave for my own um, for my own sanity. So at that point, were you already like, have you been diagnosed with anxiety and depression? Were you on medications for it? How was that affecting you as a nurse? Yes. Yeah, so I actually uh, my senior year of college was when I started to have these palpitations while I was taking exams. And I, I couldn't understand it. And it was crazy because a semester before I actually had a mental health um, a class. And I learned about anxiety and depression and all this mental illness, but I was in complete denial. I was like, I, you know, I was taking an exam and I had squirrel brain. Someone would drop a pencil on the floor and I would get distracted. And and um, I had a talk with my teacher and I had about my, I think my average in the class was about a 76 and I needed a 77 to pass. And my professor told me, Josira, I don't think you're going to make this happen. I think you should, you know, I don't think nursing is for you. Um, and you should just, you know, quit this class and maybe try it again next year. And I looked at her and I was like, I had still two exams and a final left. And I was like, and this lady is telling me to give up. And when she said that, I knew I needed help. And I wasn't like, I didn't even think that I had anxiety or anything like that, but I went to the doctor because I only wanted to get this paper signed where I could take a test by myself. Mm. And when I told her my symptoms, I was like, you know, I'm really, I'm sweating when I take an exam and my heart is beating 
and I can't focus and I feel short of breath. And she's like, Josiah, you have anxiety. And I was like, no, I don't. It was complete denial. But that was when she diagnosed me with generalized anxiety. And I was put on um, Celexa as well as Bar. So it was like one for anxiety and one for depression. What's it like? So, you know, in, in the world of, of mental health, I think that a lot of people, um, I know that the signs of anxiety and the signs of depression can kind of counteract each other almost. But I think a lot of people forget to realize that they're closer than they may seem, that a lot of people do have those hand in hand, anxiety and depression. Uh, can you kind of maybe speak on that, like the relationship between the two? Because they can be kind of polarizing at, at times. Yes, you are so right. Um, I don't know statistically, but I know it's a very high statistic that someone with anxiety has depression as well. And just like you said, um, a lot of people who think they have depression might have anxiety and vice versa. And this is why a lot of doctors, when they say that you have anxiety, they like automatically give you something for depression because they know that it goes, you know, hand in hand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've actually, you know, spoken to numerous people who were di- were diagnosed with anxiety, but then realized that their anxiety was caused by an underlying, you know, depression uh, that they, they hadn't addressed, you know, and, and thankfully due to therapy, they were able to come to realization that those two uh, were something that they had to deal with as a partnership instead of just the one and, and not realizing that depression also played a role. So, yeah, no, I think it's important to, to acknowledge that it's completely normal to to have both of those mental illnesses and, and, and them battle, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And also anxiety with I'm telling you a little bit about my journey with figuring out my triggers is that when I had told you that I was, you know, diagnosed um, my senior year of college was actually when I lost my uncle, which he was a father figure in my life through suicide. And that was the trigger that I would say probably like a month later was actually when I started having those issues with the exams and nursing school. And that's when I got diagnosed. So it was that trigger as well as anxiety and depression and bipolar and schizophrenic actually runs in my family. So we're very heavily all mental illnesses run in my family. And also hormonal imbalances as well. I just got on the birth control pill when I was you know, my senior year of college. And now I'm learning from reading a book called Beyond the Pill. My anxiety was all from the trigger of losing my uncle, but also my hormonal imbalance as well. Yeah, I think that's something that's so important to be talked about is a lot of the times it can be a bunch of things happening in your life, but it's not something that should be stigmatized or ignored or looked down on because the longer you let it just go, the longer it will affect. Like if you would have just ignored it and listened to that teacher and said, okay, well, I guess she's right. I can't do tests. I suck. (laughs) And, you know, your life would have been so different. But advocating for yourself and knowing that mental health is something, like our brain is an organ, right? Like it's a part of our body. It needs to be taken care of just like everything else. So you got diagnosed, you obviously finished nursing school. So in in your nursing career, did you find that the depression and anxiety came back up when you weren't happy with what you were doing and did it affect you? Yes, definitely. So as I said, I was taking medication and I actually was in a lot of different medication because everything that I was prescribed, I kept getting side effects, whether it was 
uh, sweating, like night sweats or tingly in places where I didn't want to be tingly at the certain times. <laughs> um, it was it was it was very embarrassing, you know, being at work and I had this very weird, you know, tingly, and I'm like, I can't be on this medication. And when I found fitness was I found that I didn't really need that medication. So I personally tapered down, which anyone with anxiety and depression, I don't highly recommend that. You need to talk to your doctor um, if you are, you know, if you want to get off your pill. Um, but I tapered myself down because I started to feel good after I exercise and started to eat right. And my anxiety got a little bit better and I started to find holistic stuff um, like this rescue candy called, it's called Rescue Me. They had like uh, a gum, they had tinctures and I started to, you know, find different ways to manage my anxiety until I got to the ICU and I started CRNA school and I was planning a wedding and I started this side hustle with that multi-level marketing business and I started to see my anxiety heightened again and that's when I knew that I needed um, I needed to find something that was going to help me versus medication because it, medication just always made me sick. Mm. I think that's important for a lot of people to pay attention to because you know you a gave a valuable lesson to not, you know, taper yourself off of medication on your own. Because uh, I've also, you know, been somebody who's done that before. Because um, we tend to think that we know our bodies best, which we do. I will say that, but you know, we obviously have to leave some We're things, not chemists, yeah, to to yeah. Uh, the medical professionals. But you also touch on the fact that anxiety and depression is not something that just goes away. And even when you think that it's it's you know you're in the clear and and, you know, you're not really feeling the effects of that. All it takes is something to trigger that for you. And um, there's ways to cope that aren't necessarily medically induced. Exactly. And it's just so important, like you said, is is we know our bodies. But again, with medication, you always have to talk to a doctor. Um, but it's important to be our own advocate because if if I didn't read that beyond the pill, I would have never known that, uh, you know, my birth control was causing my anxiety, my depression, and also my leaky gut. So it's really important to listen to yourself and also, uh, you know, tell the doctor what's going on. But if you, if, you know, I've had doctors, so many doctors dismiss my symptoms. I've told them many times on, you know, having vaginal dryness and, and I'm getting very, you know, personal here because this is, something that women struggle with doctors are not listening to us because they they're thinking of you know our the way we have a heart attack is very different than how men have heart attacks and there's not many studies on how you know they manage us as women and it's just so important that if you don't get the answer that you want you keep searching and searching until a doctor really listens to you and helps you the way that you need help amen so you're nursing, you're figuring it out, you started your fitness journey, and you're noticing it's helping. What happens next? So as, um, you know, fitness has just been, I would say, my, my number one medicine for my anxiety and depression, and because I have such a big social media audience, audience now, and being authentic and being real and telling people when I have bad days and not showing up and being fake that I'm having a good day every single day, 
it has inspired me to help women, you know, through fitness, but also help them with their anxiety and depression naturally. I have found so many ways where it's acupuncture or hypnosis or even breath work. When you did breath work on me, that was the very first time that my brain like was completely shut down and I didn't wasn't thinking but listening to your voice. Mm-hmm. And I just now just like I'm so inspired to help more women to, you know, be able to take control of their mental illness and their bodies and be able to manage their anxiety and depression naturally, just like how I am. So how did the social media and all of that start? I know you said with the network marketing company, but um, did you kind of just want to share your story on Instagram and that started growing or where did you get the inspiration to actually leave your nursing job? Yeah, so social media for me was an outlet to be a person that I really wanted to be because with anxiety, um, I also have social anxiety. So when I'm around big crowds in the corner by myself on my phone, so it was an outlet to be able to be the person I really wanted to be. Um, but I actually did start social media because of my network marketing business. It was, you know, one of my coaches were like, you know, in order to find clients, you have to have Instagram. And I'm like, oh, God, another social media. I'm like, I don't want to be on another social media. Um, so I did it just to build my business. And then I fell in love with it. I fell in love with, like I said, it was I was able to be the person that I really wanted to be, but I was so scared when I'm in front of big crowds. And it just turned into this amazing thing that, like, today I have, what, 39,000 followers? That was like, wow, like, how did that even happen? Um, but fitness, it I just fell in love with it. And my business started to do so well that I decided that I was going to first eliminate my debt, which was I was in 72K, thousand, I'm like 70, I was in $72,000 uh, in debt. And when I seen that this network marketing business, I was helping people lose weight, but I was happy with it, that it was making me this extra income that I would be able to eliminate my debt. I was super excited. And then being able to eliminate my debt um, April of 2016, when I seen that I was able to do that and I was making actually more than I was making as a nurse, that's when I knew that I was ready and that I needed to take that leap of fear to be my own boss and do what I want to do. And I did it. And four years later, this is where I am talking to you, being interviewed, and I'm just really excited about it. I'm so proud of you. It's so cool to watch um, as a friend, but also a follower to see how even in the last, I don't know, six months, how much you've grown. You put out your own uh, planner. You put out your own uh, online magazine, correct? Yes, yes. You have an event coming up and you got so much going on. And it's all because you stuck up for yourself in that one moment at the exam and just kept pushing for your own health and for your dreams. It's so cool and so inspiring for our listeners that like... You, you might have a different illness or you might struggle with an illness and anxiety and mental health, but that shouldn't stop you from pushing and finding ways. So Josira didn't like at the time talking in front of big groups, even though she's now hosting an event with over 100 women. <laughs> but at the time she didn't. And so she went on social media where, I mean, technically you're talking to your own phone, right? That's what I love about social media. But really there's 39,000 people yeah. getting inspired and changing their lives because of it so yes yes and as I always say on my podcast your diagnosis does not define you and it should never stop you from reaching your goals and dreams yes I agree (laughs) I agree that was so good I love that 
Awesome. So we're coming up on the end of the podcast. We have one really important question we ask all of our um, guests, and that that is, what does success mean to you? Success to me means that you love yourself inside and out, and you're absolutely happy at every aspect in your life. And that is what success is to me. I love that balance. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. Yeah, and self-love and just allowing yourself to, uh, you know, just feel everything and and not beat yourself up for it. Yes, amen to that. Mm, Awesome. So now the floor is yours. What would you like to tell our listeners? Any last words? What are you working on? Where can they find you? Where should they go? I just want to say that you are beautiful no matter how you feel. I know that with anxiety or depression, whatever mental illness you have, some days it's so hard to get up and just know that you are not alone. You can find me on Instagram, fit4arn. My website is also lovefitbyjasira.com. I have such amazing things happening, but if you are in the Philadelphia area or if you want to fly in, I do have a She Hustles conference June 6th at the Cherry Hill Library in New Jersey. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. Yes. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. If you like our show and want to know more, follow us on Instagram at sickandsuccessful underscore. Join us next week for an all-new episode.